0: Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by my favorite college in America, Hillsdale College, which proudly refuses every penny of government funding to remain independent. Thank you for listening, and my sincere appreciation to
1: Hillsdale for their sponsorship. It's all quiet in the underground bunker. Doors closed. Locks bolted. But the great one isn't just resting on his laurels. He's making sure your weekend is even better by giving you his best. This is the best of Mark Levin.
0: I make something very clear. I don't do this program for my TV show or my Blaze show or write books for the left wing, for the Marxists, for the media. I do it for you and people who actually care about this country. They've now revealed themselves. Donald Trump's attack on American media have actually been mild. And then their little creepy Democrat Party funded sites like Mediaite and Media Matters and many more than that. They've all now exposed themselves as hating our country. And supporting our enemies, foreign and domestic. They're out there publicly. Their names are now known. Their organizations are now known. Their donors, for the most part, are known. Now we know who they are. The same people who want to put Donald Trump in prison for the rest of his life, by the way. I keep hearing this line, Well, Hamas, that's not all the Palestinian people. Hamas is just some. And I guess that goes for the Palestinian Authority, which is run by a terrorist, Islamic Jihad, and all the rest. It's not the Palestinian people. It's these terrorist groups that just happen to take over all these territories, all these countries, and so forth. And the Palestinians can't rise up and overthrow them. Let me just say this. This has been going for a very, very long time. A very, very long time. So where are all the Palestinians between the wars and during the wars who set up groups in the United States or elsewhere condemning what has taken place? I know there's a few I know there's a few. A few. And look at the disgusting hypocrisy. The media that covered World War II never even asked these questions. Never even put forward these opinions. Look, the people in Germany, they're not all Nazis. They can't help it. What are they supposed to do? The people in Japan, they're not all kamikazes, you know. What are the people in Japan supposed to do? And on and on and on. Why is this even on the radar? If the Israelis wanted to blow every Palestinian in the Middle East off the face of the earth, they would have done it already. How come over at CNN and MSNBC and the New York Slimes and the Washington Compost and all the others, Reuters and AP, how come they never mention if the Israelis wanted to destroy the Palestinians, they have the wherewithal to do it. And they would do it now before anybody else gets nukes. How come they don't say that? And how come our media previously didn't ask the questions or make the statements that the media today do? And how come we had presidents before who conducted themselves much differently than Joe Biden? I know what's going on behind the scenes when Biden talks to the Israelis, when Blinken's over there. We're going to have a guest on, Carolyn Glick, one of the great columnists in Israel explain to us some of what's going on behind the scenes. Have you asked yourself why, are these, why do they keep going to Israel to show solidarity with Israel? Well, why are they meeting with the Palestinian Authority? Why are they meeting with the Jordanian? Why are they meeting with all of these people? To keep the peace? What are they telling Israel behind the scenes? Israel really can't criticize the Biden administration. It wants the arms. It's that simple. It wants the arms. But to watch Jake Tapper over the weekend, I didn't watch him. I heard little clips. He is a disgusting Tokyo Rose type. He just is. Civilians are civilians, he says. Really? The problem is Hamas doesn't look at it that way. Civilians, their own people, are fodder. The Jews need to be burned, literally. Decapitated, dismembered, and burned. Burned. You have to be one cold-blooded SOB to be Jake Tapper or the rest of the American media. It's sickening. They covered up the Holocaust, and now they're playing moral equivalency here. Jake, show me one Palestinian baby who's been decapitated by by the IDF. Just show me one. Show me one. And of course we have a fifth column in our own country and the media is a big part of that. And we've set ourselves up for this. We've allowed these colleges and universities to take all of our money and then under the rubric of academic freedom and free speech which they don't honor and don't respect we're told we can't touch them. Of course we can touch them. We can defund them. Something I've been talking about now for several years including in American Marxism. We have no obligation to fund a fifth column that supports Marxism, the communist Chinese with their institutes, and Hamas and the other terrorists with their organizations. We have no responsibility to protect them. And people who seek to destroy America and participate in terrorism, they don't have free speech rights to be funded by us and have platforms in colleges and universities. I mean, our government is arresting Pro-lifers who protest in front of abortion clinics. How many Hamas terrorists and those with links to terrorists have been arrested for protesting anywhere for anything? They're throwing January six protesters. I'm not even talking about people who are violent, who went in the building, came out of the building, kind of starry-eyed. Others who run the property, they're throwing them in the brink for years at a time. But what about these college campuses and their breeding of terrorism? And the funding of Confucius Institutes. And these students for peace in Palestine, or whatever the hell they call themselves. There's a piece called the Hamas Network in America, a short history by extremism.gw.edu, Lorenzo Vodino, or Vodino, published this month. He better watch his back because nobody's safe anymore. Now... Here's what he says about Hamas. It's the very, very small thumbnail sketch. He says, Hamas supporters have long operated in the United States. Internal Hamas documents and FBI wiretaps introduced as evidence in various federal criminal cases clearly show the existence of a nationwide Hamas network engaged in fundraising, lobbying, education, and propaganda dissemination dating back to the 1980s. You know, it's refreshing that we once had an FBI that did this sort of thing. FBI basically saying MAGA Republicans are the greatest threat we face because they're right-wingers. Same with our intelligence agencies that are going more and more domestic. It's a disgrace. The network formalized its existence in 1988 when it created the Palestine Committee in the U.S. But don't worry, all Palestinians aren't bad. The committee's goals included, quote, increasing the financial and the moral support for Hamas, fighting surrendering solutions, and publicizing the savagery, I'm quoting, of the Jews. And of course, the American media has uh, has digested all of it. Right, Jake Tapper? Right, Andrea Mitchell? The Palestine Committee spawned several public facing organizations, most of which are based out of Chicago, Dallas, and Washington, D.C. They included the all-purpose Islamic Association of Palestine, the financial arm represented by the Occupied Land Fund, which later became the Holy Land Foundation, and the think tank United Association of Studies and Research. 1993, the FBI wiretapped a meeting of top Hamas activists in the U.S. held in Philadelphia. I've talked about this many times. The wiretap show internal discussions on how to improve activities in support of Hamas within the United States and how to shield them from the designation of Hamas as a terrorist organization. U.S.-based Hamas activists agreed that hiding their affiliation and intentions was the best tactic to avoid negative consequences. Quote, I swear by Allah that war is deception, said one senior leader. Deceive, camouflage, pretend that you're leaving while you're walking that away. Deceive your enemy. Let's not hoist a large Islamic flag, and let's not be barbaric talking. We will remain a front, so that if the thing, the United States government ban on Hamas happens, we will benefit from the new happenings instead of having all of our organizations classified as exposed. And by the way... One of the groups they created at that meeting was CARE, C-A-I-R, which has a solid link to the Democrat Party and for years was providing training to the Federal Bureau of Investigation. For years had ties to the Clinton administration and the Obama administration. Over the years, U.S. authorities have conducted several activities to clamp down on the network, including deporting and prosecuting Hamas operatives and shutting down multiple front organizations. The 2001 designation of the Holy Land Foundation and subsequent prosecution of part of its leadership for funneling $12.5 million to Hamas constitutes to date the largest successful terrorism financing prosecution in U.S. history. CARE, by the way was named an unindicted co-conspirator. Oh, they had checks and they had other things, but they just figured they couldn't convict them beyond a reasonable doubt. Why? I don't know why. Yet U.S.-based Hamas networks and individuals have displayed a remarkable resilience, and many of the core activists of the Palestine Committee are still engaged in various forms of support, albeit at times purely political and not material for Hamas. Individuals and networking providing various forms of support for Hamas have been active in America for decades. Small numbers of Palestinians who belong to Muslim Brotherhood networks in the Gaza Strip and West Bank, in fact, arrived in the U.S. since the 60s to study at American universities or as immigrants and refugees. Hamas, as its charter states, is, quote, one of the wings of the Muslim Brotherhood in Palestine. That's Hamas. Over time, from the official foundation of Hamas in 1987 onwards, this network increasingly organized itself, creating a relatively large set of public-facing organizations devoted to activities such as funding, lobbying, education, dissemination of propaganda, much like the American media, I might add, since the U.S. government first designated Hamas as a terrorist organization in 1997. U.S. authorities have conducted several activities to clamp down on the network, but it's not working, is it? No. In the months following the 1987 formation of Hamas, Muslim Brotherhood branches and offshoots throughout the world activated themselves to assist the newly formed organization. According to internal documents released in the federal court case... 1988, the head of the Palestine section of Muslim Brotherhood in the Middle East traveled to the United States. We met with fellow Muslim brothers to seek their support. The result of the meeting was the formation of this Palestine Committee of the Muslim Brotherhood in America, a subgroup of the Muslim Brotherhood in the United States, made up mostly of members of Palestinian origin. They said their purpose, Palestine is the one for the Muslim Brotherhood, prepared armies, made up from the children of Islam and the Arab and Islamic nations to liberate its land from the abomination and the defilement of the children of the Jews, the Palestinians never, ever had claim to the land they are on right now. Mark
1: Levin.
0: In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount.
1: Making your weekend even better. This is the best of Mark Levin. Ron DeSantis to the rescue.
0: He, uh, he brought in hundreds of Americans from Israel. And uh, he said something else which took a lot of guts and is very true. Of course, the New York Times hates him because the New York Times hates us and hates the Jews, as they demonstrated during the Holocaust. Three scholars have written about it. I've written about it and the morons that defend what took place at the New York Times haven't read a damn thing New York Times even apologized in 2001, sort of so DeSantis says we shouldn't accept Palestinians from the Gaza they're all anti-Semitic and this offends the Hamas supporting media in America as you might imagine, New York Slimes, Constipated News Network, Washington post they're all quite offended. Tell me, boys, tell me, Washington Post, how many, do you have a bureau in, uh, in Gaza? You don't? Why not? Tell me, New York Times, do you have a bureau in Gaza? Why not? How come you don't have a bureau in Tehran? What's that all about? Why don't they have bureaus, news bureaus, in Tehran, in Gaza? Because they get killed, that's why. DeSantis says, you should not accept refugees from Gaza. He says, I don't know what Joe Biden's going to do, but we cannot accept people from Gaza in this country as refugees. I'm not going to do that. If you you look at how they behave, well, yeah, we have not Here's the audio. 12. Go.
2: Also, I will say, and I don't know what Biden's (laughs) going to do, but we cannot accept people from Gaza into this country as refugees. I am not going to do that. Uh, If you look at how they behave, not all of them are Hamas, but they are all anti-Semitic. None of them believe in Israel's right to exist. None of the Arab states are willing to take you know, any of them. The Arab states should be taking them if you have refugees. You don't fly people and import them into the United States of America. So we're going to be very strong on that. And I think about our country. You see these demonstrations supporting Hamas in the United States of America. How did we get to the point Where people are out there doing that, you get reports of babies being murdered, all this other stuff, and your first instinct is to go out and praise the terrorists who perpetrated that. You have students at Harvard signing letters saying praising uh, Hamas for doing it. We've got some serious problems in this country. We've allowed a lot of these problems to fester, uh, but my view is very simple— if you don't like this country, if you hate America, you should not come to this country. We've got to start being smart about this.
0: Now, he's 100% correct. So let's see how CNN responds to this. Desantis's characterization of Gaza residents is not supported by public polling on the issue. Oh, you say? In July, In a July poll by the pro-Israel organization, the Washington Institute, very left-wing, 50% of Gazans agree that, quote, Hamas should stop calling for Israel's destruction and instead accept a permanent two-state solution based on the 1967 borders. What What does that have to do with what DeSantis said, Mr. Producer? He said they're anti-Semitic. So there's CNN looking very, very, let's, let's demonstrate he's, he's, he's wrong, so we can call him a racist. And then, let's, they, This poll doesn't contradict it. Anything DeSantis said has nothing to do with what he said. In fact, he said they're not all Hamas. He wasn't talking about two-state solution or anything. How come they didn't take a poll on what they think about Jews? Now, ladies and gentlemen, you know, like our critical race theory effort in this country by the left in America, by the Democrat Party in America, well, guess what? In every location where Palestinians live, I don't care if it's under the Palestinian Authority, under Hamas, where it is. Every location in the Middle East where Palestinians le- live, they learn to hate Jews. They learn to hate Jews. They learn anti-Semitism, and that's that's a, a passive way of putting it. The videos are all on the Internet. You can look at it, CNN, but you won't because you're you're disgrace. You're disgusting. And remember what that CNN... Reporters started right away with the president of Israel, Herzog. Remember that? But what about the civilians over there in Gaza? A tank hadn't even entered Gaza yet. This is a week ago. Rival GOP presidential contender Nikki Haley on Sunday, listen to this, responded to DeSantis' remarks by saying the United States, quote, has always been sympathetic to the fact that you can separate civilians from terrorists. I think that's what Americans have to do following the Hamas attack. She's not answering him either. By the way, she is an ambulance chaser. She's she's as bad as that, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy, as far as I'm concerned. But I was at the UN for two years. I know the... No, you were at the UN. You know New York City. But listen to this. She's playing the left-wing... Card, DeSantis didn't say there's not a difference between Hamas and the civilians. He said we should not take in anybody from Gaza because the Palestinians are anti-Semitic. Why is that controversial for Nikki Haley? I understand CNN, the New York Times, all these other slobs. I got that. And where most of these people live, there's probably not a Palestinian within 10 miles, by the way. I'm just saying. You have to realize that whether we're talking about Gazans and Palestinians, all of them don't. You have half of them at the time that I was there didn't want to be under Hamas rule. They didn't want to have terrorists overseeing them. They knew that they were living a terrible life because of Hamas. That doesn't answer what DeSantis said either. That doesn't answer any of it. DeSantis and others, goes on CNN, have used the attack to argue for hardline immigration policies and stronger border security in the U.S. See what I mean? See how sickening this is? The Democrat Party hates America, ladies and gentlemen. It is the umbrella group for the media. It is the umbrella group for the Hamas wing of the Democrat Party in Congress and elsewhere. It is the umbrella group for our colleges and universities and their tenured Marxists. That's why I tell you the Democrat Party hates America. Oh, that's so controversial over here at Barnes & Noble. We can't put that book in the front window. No way! So Nikki Haley doesn't answer DeSantis. CNN doesn't answer DeSantis. They say other things that have nothing to do with what DeSantis said. In fact, he wouldn't really disagree with what Nikki Haley said. So she twists it. That's why I don't trust her. If you're not going to stand up now and call a spade a spade, then when the hell are you? When are you? Now's the time to recognize who's who and what's what. Yes. May I finish my Hamas information, Mr. Producer? Are you bored with that now? Got to find the damn thing. Oh, here it is. So, there it's meeting in Philadelphia. They're taping it, they're tapped. If the internal strategy, the report goes this is the Hamas Network in America put out this month. This was this meeting in Philadelphia 20 years ago. The internal strategy of the committee, this Palestine committee, aimed at mobilizing the American Muslim community to support Hamas. Meaning participants understood that they could also play an important role in aiding the group by influencing American public opinion and policymaker. Ahmad, in particular, stressed the need to increase the committee's, quote, influence with Congress, unquote. And they have a foothold in Congress. Let's not play games. They said, quote, this can be achieved by infiltrating the American media outlets, universities, and research centers. This is not an analysis. This is them, quote, on tape. He continued, is also achieved by working with Islamic political organizations and the sympathetic ones, such as the American Muslim Alliance, such as the United Muslims of America, such as the Muslim Public Affairs Council. Still quoting, if Muslims Muslims engage in political activism in America and started to be concerned with Congress and public relations, we will have an entry point to use them to pressure Congress and the decision makers in America, quote unquote. The development of a carefully crafted media strategy defending Hamas without giving the impression a voice of supporting violence was deemed to be one of the most important aspects of the committee's public relations campaign. Mr. Producer, remember many years ago, really when I was starting out over 20 years ago, this group CARE used to try and get talk show hosts fired. Remember that? Remember what I said? Try it and I'll own you. And I will sue you for interference with my contract. And I will depose you. And I will see who all your contributors are. I will get your texts. I will get your emails. I'll get every damn thing you've ever created and ever hoped to create. And they stayed as far away from me as possible. They were picking off conservative talk show hosts. They were monitoring. They were recording the shows. They were putting it out. Look at this racist. Look at this anti look at this. I said, bring it on. Not a word, Mr. Producer, remember? This is why. It's a front group. And I said, and I won't settle. I'm not going to settle. I will chase you down on discovery to the ends of earth. Because I, I instinctively knew what they were. When I had appeared on CNN and talked in the way that he spoke, this greatly reduces the severity allegations of radicalism. See, they have the, our media figured out. All of our enemies do. Ahmed's statement referred to the appearance a few weeks earlier of an AP public relations director, Nahed, I Awad, on CNN Crossfire when he advanced Hamas's point of view with words that were palatable to the American public. This is the guy that runs CARE now, or did. The media savvy, Ahwad, followed up, On Ahmad's words with a presentation on the media strategy, stressing the importance of, quote, training and qualifying individuals, in the branches and the communities on media activism through holding special courses on the media, I'm quoting him, and highlighting the importance of writing op-eds in prominent American newspapers. Ahmad's strategy has long been heeded by U.S.-based Hamas activists upon their return to the Middle East. In fact, over the last few years, former U.S.-Palestine committee head, Masu Abu Marzouk, and former Yasser director Ahmed Yabadabadu, currently senior political advisor to the Palestinian Prime Minister Ishmael Anya, have published several editorials on prominent American newspapers such as the Washington Post, the New York Times, and the Los Angeles Times using tones that are quite different from those they use in Arabic. Discussions in the meeting that 1993 four meeting made it clear that participants fully understood that if within the Muslim community, they had decided to openly and unabashedly supported Hamas when dealing with the general public and policymakers they needed to take a more nuanced position quote as the wiretap picked up. We can't as an American organization say we represent Sama Hamas spelled backwards, explain Omar Ahmed. Can we go to the Congressman and tell him he yes, asked sarcastically? I am Omar Ahmed, chairman of the union. Yasser Arafat doesn't represent me, but Hamas, spiritual leader, Sheikh Amach Yassin does. Other participants agreed that dissimulating the the committee's real aims and feelings when dealing with Americans was a necessary tactic. Quote, again picked up by the wire. I swear by Allah, the war is deception. Said Abu Bakr, we are fighting our enemy with a kind heart. Deceive. Camouflage. pretend that you're leaving while you're walking that way. Deceive your enemy. I agree with you. Politics is a completion of war, said Ahmad, displaying a remarkable knowledge of class wits. Ahmed further elaborated Abu Bakr's position, comparing the deception the group was to use with the head fake used by basketball players. Quote, he makes a player believe that he's doing this while he does something else. This is the FBI recordings of these guys. Ahmed and Abu Bakr's calls for dissimulation were heated by other participants. One argued, quote, In my opinion, we must form a new organization for activism, which will be neutral because we are placed in a corner, and I believe this is care they created among others. We are placed in a corner. It is known who we are. We are marked, and I believe that there should be a new neutral organization which works on both sides. Another unidentified speaker agreed, highlighting the need for creating a new organization that will be, quote, an official U.S. cover representing the Islamic community and will also serve as a cover for the existing organizations in case they got dissolved. You see what we're up against? This needs to be cleaned out. These groups need to be shut down with their terrorism and their terrorist links. And these bastards need to be thrown out of our country. They're terrorists. Or they're certainly terrorists' wannabes.
1: Mark Levin. You're listening to the best of Mark Levin. From CNN. Hundreds
0: likely dead in Gaza hospital blast as Israeli blockade cripples medical response by Jesse Young, Tara John, Sananur Haq, and Jahid Mahmood. CNN, Palestinian officials say hundreds were killed by a massive blast at a Gaza hospital on Tuesday as humanitarian concerns mount over Israel's deprivation of food, fuel, and electricity to the enclave's population al-hali baptist hospital was sheltering thousands of displaced people when it was bombed tuesday the palestinian health ministry said in a statement many victims are still under the rubble it added first two paragraphs third paragraph palestinian officials blamed ongoing israeli strikes for the lethal incident but the israeli defense forces have categorically denied any involvement in the hospital attack blaming instead a failed rocket launch by the Palestinian Islamic Jihad group, a rival Islamist group in Gaza. Gaza has been under siege by Israel for more than a week in response to the deadly incursion by Hamas, the Islamist militant group that controls the coastal enclave, home to 2.2 million people. Hospitals, meanwhile, are struggling to tend to the wounded across the territory, operating with shortages of electricity and water. Vital humanitarian aid is, meanwhile, piling up at Gaza's shuttered border, despite diplomatic efforts to open a corridor from Egypt. The U.N. and other officials have said they need assurance of safe passages for a potential aid, for potential aid convoys. And it goes on. 99% of that is a lie. of that is a lie. And the corporation that owns CNN should be ashamed of what it's putting out there, particularly at a time of war that could involve the United States supporting the enemy. CNN supports the enemy. The New York Times supports the enemy. The vast majority of the media in America and Europe support the enemy. The entity of America, the enemy of the West, the enemy of Israel. Now, let me just say this to you. Now we know what moves the media. An allegation from Hamas that Israel blew up a hospital in Gaza. Despite the fact that Israel does not target hospitals... And is well aware of the outcry if it did target a hospital. In fact, there's now video showing that the Palestinian Islamic jihad fired off a wave of missiles toward Israel. at the same time, apparently one of them, hit the hospital. But the media poised. They're poised to attack Israel. To attack Israel. And this Islamic Jihad works side by side with Hamas. They're the ones who fired a barrage of missiles at Israel. One of them fell short, hitting the hospital. There's a video out now. And they have the data to back it up. In fact, about 30% of the missiles, Palestinian terrorists fired Israel misfire, causing damage and death in Gaza. But CNN didn't report that. I understand the media are disappointed. I understand that. And I understand that now there's pressure on Israel to make sure that the terrorists, the Nazis, aren't shooting errant missiles. Somehow that's now Israel's responsibility. We're told this couldn't have happened at a worse time for Israel. So now Israel's responsible for an Islamic Jihad missile that hits a hospital in Gaza. I understand Iran, the Palestinian authority, the Arab countries don't care about the facts. They have dictators in every damn one of these countries. There's not a democracy in the Arab world, not one. They're dictators. They're monarchs. They're terrorists. They're dictators. Whatever they are, they are. But the fact that the media regurgitate these lies from terrorists... And her poise to condemn Israel at virtually every turn is unconscionable. Will anybody at CNN resign over what CNN is doing? Now we know who committed the atrocity against the Jews on October 7th, including babies in their cribs, people burned alive, people decapitated. In one case, one of the forensic medical doctors said, listen to this one, Mr. Producer. They took little kids, grouped them into what I'll call a pile, and set them all on fire at once. There was a burning pile of children. One of these forensic medical doctors was very active after 9-11 going into the rubble to try and find bodies and so forth and he was driven to tears he was interviewed he said I, I I've never seen anything like this I can't even imagine anything like this he described one pregnant woman who had her belly sliced open Her baby was slashed to death, the umbilical cord was still attached, and they shot her in the back of the head. I guess for the media that has to happen in a hospital to make it matter. So we know who committed these atrocities. They even took video of the atrocities. They were so proud of themselves. We know who slaughtered 30 Americans and have a dozen or two American hostages. We know who started it all and always does, whose mission statement calls for the eradication of the Jews and all non-believers. So when you get a report like this, and Hamas is saying Israel did it and we lost 500 people in order to get the Arab street all fired up, and these dictators and terrorists and monarchs who run these countries throw in immediately because they don't want to be overthrown. Who do you believe? You're in a newsroom, and the story comes in, and Hamas is immediately saying it's Israel. You go with a story like that? Most of our media do. Most of our media go with it. And then in a sickening example of professional malpractice, they'll kind of step back when the facts come out, and then they'll move on. Then they'll move on. Here's Netanyahu at a press conference just a little bit ago. Cut
3: one, go. Hamas uh, are the new Nazis. Hamas is ISIS, in some instances worse than ISIS. And just as the world united to defeat the Nazis, just as the world united to defeat ISIS, the world has to stand united behind Israel to defeat Hamas. This is part of an axis of evil uh, of Iran and Hezbollah and Hamas. Their goal, open goal, is to eradicate the State of Israel. The open goal of Hamas is to kill as many Jews as they could. And the only difference is they would have killed every last one of us, murdered every last one of us, if they could. They just don't have the capacity, but they murdered an extraordinary 1,300 civilians, which in American terms is like many, many, many 9-11s. So obviously we must take action to defeat Hamas and to ensure that this doesn't happen again. But this is not only our battle, it is our common battle the battle of civilization against barbarism. Uh, And if it's not stopped here, this savagery will reach you very soon and reach the entire world.
0: Already has. Democracies in Europe have been overrun with immigrants from the Middle East. Our own country, same thing. You see the protesters in the streets. Obviously, they're not all from the Middle East, but many are, and they're funded by Hamas-related organizations. I've been through this in great detail. It's inarguable. It's unequivocal. And they're here on at least 300 college campuses. And they're here in our media, like at MSNBC, CNN, New York Times, Washington Post. They are here. The Democrat Party on Capitol Hill. Talib, Omar, AOC, and the rest of the scum on the Democrat Party left. Don't hit a hospital. You can hit a kibbutz, by the way. You can hit a synagogue. You can murder people in their beds. You can kill Holocaust survivors. You can kill babies in a thousand different ways. You can rape. You can pillory. You can slaughter 265 teenagers at a music event for peace. Have at it. Just don't hit the hospital. And they didn't hit the hospital. The people who slaughtered Jews on October 7th They wanted to kill more Jews because they're shooting missiles from schools and hospitals and mosques and other places where the Biden administration says you cannot attack. In a more northern part of the Gaza Strip, Islamic Jihad of Palestine fired a barrage of missiles and at least one, and they think maybe more than one, fell short and hit the hospital. There's now video of this. And yet CNN writes the crap that CNN writes. And what about the humanitarian concerns? It's amazing to me, the humanitarian concerns. First of all, context, history, our own war, World War II. We had no concerns about humanitarian efforts at all when well, we went to war against the Japanese, the Germans, and the Italians. None. Zero. In fact, we were targeting hospitals, schools, anything we could to break the spirit of the Nazis, of Imperial Japan, and fascist Italy. Citizens were targeted all through World War II. But Israel doesn't target citizens. But you can't fight a war without citizens dying. And if I have to explain night after night, day after day, time after time, the difference between targeting citizens and citizens who die as a result of war launched by their own regime, and if I have to explain again and again and again the unconscionable effort of creating moral equivalency, then these people have no morality. They don't know the difference between good and evil. I'm talking about the American and European media. What does it take? What do they need to see? What do they need to hear? What do they need to read? The answer is, it doesn't matter. The American media are our enemy. We don't have a free press. We have propagandists and demagogues that's what we have who are free under our first amendment to be propagandists and demagogues we don't have freedom of speech and academic freedom on our Democrat controlled and funded college campuses with your tax dollars we have indoctrination brainwashing the creation of a generation of American hating Americans and terror-loving Americans, as long as the target is the United States and
1: Israel. Mark Levin. The Great One makes your weekend even better. This is the best of Mark Levin. There's
0: a lot to cover and a lot that overlaps. And I want to go through this with you um, in a way that uh, kind of puts things together. Our friends at Breitbart, Wendell Hussabo, he shows that the New York Times reportedly edited a headline twice on Tuesday about a blast that blew up a Gaza hospital, changing the title each time to reflect less blame against Israel for the tragic explosion. Now, folks, if you follow me online, I don't read any comments, because what's happening is these front groups are flooding in. They give their comments. I don't worry about comments. But you should read what I post. Because I said yesterday that I had information, and it was accurate, that not only did not Israel, not only did Israel not shoot a missile that hit that hospital, but the hospital wasn't hit. It was a parking lot next to the hospital. And that 500 casualties never happened. There were dozens, but not 500. So in every respect, the Hamas propaganda was reported by our media, regurgitated by our media, with very few exceptions. So now we know, what I knew yesterday, that it was the Islamo-Nazi terrorists who accidentally misfired a missile, which happens often. It didn't hit the hospital, it hit the parking lot, or some say behind it. And there were not 500 casualties. Now the problem is, the American media, the European media, and of course the Middle East media, went with the Hamas line. Hezbollah grabs it, Aram grabs it, all the terrorist groups and all the inbreds that run these countries, they use it. And so our media, the American media in significant part is responsible for what you're seeing all around the world today. Because these terrorist networks including in the United States of America, they seize on these opportunities. I told you about Hamas's network in the United States. On our college campuses through students for justice justice in Palestine, and CARE, and the rest of them. So they use social media, they use the Internet to draw everybody to these rallies, and then their, their groups organize, and they pounce. And that's what you're seeing. In addition to the indoctrination and brainwashing that's been taking place in our colleges and universities, For decades. So the New York Times edited a headline twice on Tuesday about this explosion. After the blast, multiple pieces of evidence emerged from the Israeli defense forces, and not only them, but from independent television networks that have cameras set, even Al Jazeera, and then they pulled it back as fast as they could. Al Jazeera is owned by Qatar, you know, the ones that fund Hamas and among others, and protect the Hamas leadership. But even they sort of showed it. And then, of course, the Israelis released the audio of the conversation between two Nazis. Now, a friend of mine said, well, why didn't they release that earlier? Why didn't they release that earlier? Does anybody know? It's obvious why they didn't release it earlier. They had to make a decision. If we release it, then the Nazis will know that we have a way of what, Mr. intercepting their communications. People are so ignorant. But if we release it, we'll also have, really, this is just further piling on evidence of who did what. Now, it doesn't matter to the Arab world and to the peace-loving Palestinians. It doesn't matter to them not in the least doesn't matter to our friends in the Middle East not in the least Egypt, Jordan and the rest Saudi Arabia so it's released to persuade the American media and the European media that we didn't do it we really didn't do it even though Hamas says we did we really didn't do it because Israel is facing an anti-Semitic American media an anti-American, American media. How many times have I said it? it's one and the same, really? And it is. So they had to put all this information out to persuade, not the Arab street, they can't be persuaded of anything, but the media street. The BBC, the New York Times, CNN, MSNBC, NBC, CBS, AP, Reuters. All of them pushing a lie. Pushing a lie. So the first headline was Israeli strike kills hundreds of hospital Palestinians, say it was Hamas that said it. Now or is, or the I I have to ask to meet it, are Hamas and the Palestinians the same thing or the Palestinians don't support Hamas, or well, what is it with you people? It's like the use of a woman. Oh, she's the first black woman who can't even define what a woman is on the Supreme Court. Well, which is it? It's neither. It's whatever works. The second headline dropped the Israeli accusation, but still called the blast a strike. The third headline dropped the word strike, a word that could insinuate an Israeli airstrike, And said at least 500 dead in blast at Gaza hospital, Palestinians say. So according to the New York Times, let's just be abundantly clear. The Palestinians, Hamas, are the same thing. Because it wasn't Palestinians per se who said it, some guy on the street in Gaza City. It was their health service, which is run by Hamas. They said it. So just to be clear, the New York Times has reached the conclusion... Perhaps unwittingly, that the Palestinians, Hamas, are the same thing. But never admit it. It's not the first time the Times changed its story about the recent conflict on the Gaza Strip's border. They write, the paper published a story last week referring to Hamas as Hamas terrorists, before revisit, revising it to Hamas gunmen. The New York Times revised the story a second time on Wednesday to. Harass Hamas terrorists after there was backlash. They have no moral core. They never have and they never will. I mean, after all, this is the New York Times that covered up the Holocaust and betrayed the Holocaust, the millions of people who died in the Holocaust. Then we have another example. Here in Washington, D.C., the Cannon House Building, protesters take over Capitol Hill. Spencer Brown at Town Hall. Well, who are these people? The day after authorities on Capitol Hill warned lawmakers and their aides about a potential for demonstration activity on the U.S. Capitol grounds, a, quote, civil disturbance on Wednesday, unquote, while promising a, quote, heightened security posture and increased police presence, a group of apparent Hamas sympathizers took over the rotunda of the Cannon House office building to demand a ceasefire now. According to the U.S. the U.S. Capitol Police, demonstrations of any size are prohibited inside the congressional building. Well, aren't they obstructing work, then, that's taking place in the Capitol? I understand they're going to be charged with trespassing, but isn't it more than that? What do you say, Judge Jackson? Judge Chunknick, or whatever the hell your name is? But who is this group? You know, it's interesting. I looked up the group. I'm well familiar with this group, but I looked it up just to get the link and the the best explanation of what this group is, and I spread it among some of my media friends, and I haven't used it. They're sitting on it. It's a Jewish group. Yes, it is a Jewish group. But what is it? Jewish Voice for Peace. Okay, I saw that in one of the chirons. Jewish Voice for Peace. Well, what's that? Well, it's just a little Google search away. This is from NGO Monitor, -monitor ngo-monitor.org, which tracks these groups. And they write in an executive summary, Jewish Voice for Peace is a U.S.-based political organization which refers to itself as the, quote, Jewish wing of the Palestinian Solidarity Movement, unquote. JVP provides the facade of significant Jewish support for BDS and other forms of demonization, including on university campuses and in churches, while also seeking to create, quote, a wedge within the American Jewish community and generate polarization over Israel. JVP is not transparent about funding sources. And in light of this lack of transparency on the part of JVP, NGO Monitor undertook Research, a search, and its funders and supporters in total between the years of 2014 and 2015, that's as far as they go back, $626,793 they were able to find in donations and grants awarded to it. And the research reveals that this JVB received funding from a broad range of foundations and charitable trusts, many of which unsurprisingly also contribute to To other anti-Israel organizations. See, this helps to know this, doesn't it? That's who at the... Why why do I have to do this? Well, I live for it. But why don't the others do it? On TV. Among the donors. Rockefeller Brothers Fund. Tides Foundation. Firedoll Foundation. Schwab Charitable Foundation. Jewish Communal Fund. And so forth. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, this is a truly sleazy operation, truly sleazy operation that uses the Jewish faith and the name Jewish basically to represent, I guess we'd call them the Palestinian Hamas, right? Well, the New York Times is so confused, now I'm confused. It refers to itself as the Jewish wing of the Palestinian Solidarity Movement. That means it's the Jewish wing, in my opinion, of a terrorist movement. Self-haters. I've talked about them for a long time on this radio show. I've come under vicious attack. But I call them as I see them, and I see them with very clear eyes. So the Jewish group, unquote. uh, Three of whom attack police. But it's mostly peaceful, don't you know? It's never an insurrection if it's the left. Even when they're blowing up the Capitol, blowing up the Pentagon, trying to blow up the White House, like the Weather Underground. It's mostly peaceful. Or Black Lives Matter, mostly peaceful. And so the Jewish Voice for Peace, or JVP, there it was, all organized. In the canon Office Building, disrupting Congress, and they won't be charged with obstruction, just trespassing. We have people sitting in prison in Washington, D.C., as I speak, who were peaceful, and they were in the Capitol Building on January 6th. They didn't hurt a fly. They've had the book thrown at them. The book thrown at them. Jewish Voice for Peace, no better than Students for Justice in Palestine. They're all front groups. They're all heavily funded by overseas operations, by a Hamas network, by a uh, Islamic Jihad network, by a Muslim Brotherhood network, right under our noses. And the Federal Bureau of Investigation is focused on what? MAGA! Christopher Wray says what? White supremacists, they're the greatest threat we face. He's an idiot. Obviously, there's Klansmen and neo-Nazis. It's not the greatest threat we face. This is the greatest threat we face. And by the way, if you want to see what CARES up to CAIR, go to their website. They are full bore ahead. Radical, Hamas-supporting propaganda.
1: Mark Levin. We're giving you nothing but the best, the best of Mark Levin. Do the Democrats want Israel to blow out Hamas or not?
0: Does Biden want Israel to blow out Hamas or not? Because these endless conditions for any army are are impossible. And that's what's causing the delay. These endless conditions, and the media is there, boy, they're poised to jump. If something goes wrong as it always does in war, they know they're going to blame Israel. And the poor victims, of course, are the Palestinians in the Gaza Strip. They have nothing to do with this, nothing whatsoever. These are peaceful people. And if we had a two-state solution, everything would be great. The two cultures could assimilate one into the other. I know that because uh, Ramaswamy said so. So that must be right. It would just be a beautiful thing. Now, ladies and gentlemen, look what's going on here in the United States of America. What people are saying. I want to remind you that the people in the United States of America that are supporting Hamas and terrorism. They don't have a problem. They don't live in Gaza. They're not under Israeli oppression. I guess they're under American oppression. But you get my point? You have people with these attitudes. People who want to slaughter the Jews right here in our own country. Talking about exterminating them and Hitler was right. Mark, what are you talking about? I saw them. I saw their signs. They're all carrying Palestinian flags, you know. People of peace. So when you teach people to hate. To dehumanize their enemies. Here Jews. That they will kill you and kill your families in the most horrendous ways? Well, how can they live in peace and harmony with their neighbor? How stupid is this? And so the Democrats that are destroying our country, that are destroying our border, the Democrats who are destroying our cities, just listen to them. They sound like a bunch of moron elitists at some Ivy League school. Well, you know, uh, we don't want to. We want to s- separate the Palestinian uh, terrorists from the Hamas. Ter- I mean, the Palestinians from the Hamas terrorists. Really? Oh, yes, yes, we do. And I'll say again: Where's what office do I go to, Mister Producer? What office do I go to that says Palestinians for Israel? Hundreds of thousands of Arabs live in Israel. Do you know that? Hundreds of thousands of Jews don't live anywhere in the Arab world. Or for that matter, hundreds of thousands of Christians. There is no office. Name for me the five top Palestinians in the Middle East. Just five. I'll make it better. Two. I'll make it even better. One who speaks out for true peace between the Israelis and the Palestinians. Who is this person? Name them. Name them. There isn't one. Those that do, obviously, have to come to the United States to do it, but they're few and far between as well. But there is one who knows all about Hamas. There is one who condemns Hamas. Hamas. As a vile terrorist organization focused on not peace, but on slaughtering the Jews. And by the way, slaughtering Americans, as they have in the past as well. And his name is Mossab Hassan Youssef. Mossab Hassan Youssef. He's the son of the Hamas leader. He was so disgusted by his father, so disgusted by what he saw in school so disgusted by the culture of mass murder that he left. He could have lived in luxury. And our buddy, Brian Kilmey, tracked him down and he was on Fox and Fred's today. I'm sure the New York Slimes, the Washington Compost and the rest haven't tracked anybody down. Oh, I'm I'm wrong about that. Maybe a Hamas spokesman or one of their surrogates.
1: Here we go. Cut, five, go. But Masab, you also say it's it's almost impossible for us to give aid to the Gaza Strip. $100 million we're about to give them and keep it away from Hamas. Don't you, you agree that that can't work?
4: Look, after we destroy the tunnels, we need to uh, uh, finish Hamas rule in Gaza Strip this is priority number one then we need to replace the regime could be the Palestinian Authority could be the Egyptian government could be Arab League uh, force uh, we need to replace their uh, uh, rule in Gaza after that we can talk about aid but as of now sending any aid right. is a mistake
0: he's right on on that point now the Palestinian Authority was in charge of Gaza for two years until they were voted out, Fatah, for Hamas. So that's not going to fly. I mean, if Israel's going to spend the blood of its young men and women in Gaza, really, they get to decide. And if they want to involve others, that's great. But those are Israelis who are going to be dying to deal with this. So they go in, their people die... They finally put an end to this, and then they say, okay, world, what should we do with ourselves on our border? Now, that would be insanity. Mossab Hassan Youssef, son of Hamas leader, on Fox and Friends today. Here's more of what he had to say. Cut six, go.
4: Hamas is not a national uh, movement. Hamas is a religious movement uh, with a goal to establish an Islamic state. Now, let's stop
0: right here. Why does it take the son of the Hamas leader to speak the truth? Folks, you could Google this stuff. You can look on the internet. It's all right there. Scholars, researchers, think tanks, eyewitnesses. Hamas is a terrorist movement. It's not a political movement. And it's got networks throughout the United States. And I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about that on my Saturday and Sunday show this weekend, among other things. Go ahead, Mr. Producer.
4: Actually, they are against nationalism. With that said, uh, my understanding that they are using the Palestinian cause only to achieve their goals, so the long-term goal, you know, transforming the Middle East and the world into an Islamic uh, state. This is Hamas' uh, agendas, and they are not heading, by the way. So, uh, uh, Hamas is serving... Uh, foreign agendas, we're talking about Iran, and we're talking about Russia lately. Hamas serves uh, uh, those parties, and Iran pays them close to a billion dollars annually. Iran is the real master in this picture. Hamas does not serve the Palestinian people. Hamas serve right. Iran. Those are the masters of Hamas.
0: Now, this man, as I say, the son of the chief terrorist in charge of Hamas, the Hamas leader, he's the son, has said more about Iran than Joe Biden has in two weeks. And he's telling us, and he's telling Biden and Blinken, don't send that money into Gaza because Hamas will take it. And you're going to be fueling their, their war machine. he talks about Iran paying them a billion dollars annually. Iran could barely raise a billion dollars annually when Trump was president. Now, folks, I know what this speech is going to be about. They've got all kinds of speechwriters pulling together. It's going to be passionate. It's going to be emotional. So people say, yeah, he stands with Israel. He's but he's funding Israel's enemies and he's funding our enemies. It's one thing to deal with these things after the fact. But there was no thing to deal with when he came into office because Trump dealt with it. You will not find a single news report in any of the pro-Hamas corporate media from the New York Times and CNN to the Washington Post and MSNBC and everything in between. Not one. Explaining the Trump foreign policy compared to the Biden foreign policy. The Trump foreign policy in America was a smashing success. He got NATO to, to increase its contributions to its own defense. He got the inbred in North Korea to stop firing off missiles. He put trade barriers and, ta- and uh, tariffs on China that were crippling in many respects. Same with Russia, by the way, and Russia didn't blink because they were concerned about what Trump would do. He did things in the Middle East that no former president could have dreamed of. They wouldn't allow our embassy to be moved from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. He did it. He recognized the sovereignty of the Golan Heights belongs to the Israelis. He cut off monies to Palestinian terrorists, including the Palestinian Authority. I think it's five, five peace agreements with Arab states. With Saudi Arabia not far behind. They ran on its knees. I know, we're going to run the speech live at 8 p.m. Eastern... But I don't care. I don't care what he says, Biden. the idea that he doesn't contribute to these disasters, whether it's Afghanistan, whether it's Ukraine, perhaps Taiwan at some point, our border, our economy, energy independence, the idea that he's the president and the commander in chief, but it's everybody else's fault the idea that these things just happened in the Middle East on his watch. Darn it! Here I thought we were really doing a good job. And his national security advisor said, look how quiet it is in the Middle East. We haven't even had to focus on it. says that two weeks before the attack. And now all the pressures on Israel. The moral equivalency that I keep talking about. All the pressures on Israel. Don't hurt the civilians. Make sure the food gets in there. and You know, don't overdo it. Uh, uh you know but we stand with you we got your back well nothing's gonna happen while we're around well it just did you moron nothing's gonna happen while we're around. it just did while you're around but it didn't happen before